and welcome to episode 93 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. The Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl for the first time since 1970. And the 49ers, they beat the Packers. We're going to break down championship weekend in the NFL. And then the Astros speak Altuve and Bregman. Speak to the media for the first time. We're going to break that all down. All that much more here on episode 93 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Head over to YouTube. Give me all your takes right down below in the comment section. The comments have been blowing up of late. John Anthony about Altuve writes, Funny how his wife doesn't mind all the shirtless pictures on his Instagram account that he posted himself voluntarily despite being too shy. And then Rao Programming writes, I'm just going to go ahead and confirm that Altuve is going to have the most hit-by-pitches this season. He deserves it. But we've got a jam-packed show for you guys. Lots to get into. Topics on topics. Takes on takes. So let's get right into it. It's showtime. Are you ready? Let's get it on. The Kansas City Chiefs are headed to the Super Bowl. Another spectacular performance yesterday by Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs did something yesterday that the Patriots couldn't do, that the Ravens couldn't do. They beat the Tennessee Titans at home. Give the Kansas City Chiefs defense tons of credit. Yesterday, Frank Clark and company, they stopped Derrick Henry. But yesterday, it was about Patrick Mahomes. Once again, 23 for 35, 294 yards, three touchdowns, 53 yards on the ground. Second consecutive week where Patrick Mahomes was their leading rusher. This guy is doing it all in two postseason games this year. He has a combined 721 total yards, nine total touchdowns, zero turnovers, two comeback wins, and one trip to the Super Bowl. And yes, his arm talent is ridiculous. Look, Sandy Koufax was the left arm of God. Patrick Mahomes may be the right arm of God. His arm talent, he can make every throw, deep throws, intermediate throws. He improvises. We know that. But yesterday, it was what he did on the ground. This play really defined his greatness yesterday. I mean, just look at this play. Mahomes takes the shotgun snap, 23 seconds left in the first half, and the Chiefs are trailing by three. He didn't like his options downfield, and the Titans were saying, hey, we're going to double Tyreek Hill. We're going to double Travis Kelsey, and this is where Mahomes' instincts come into play. He says, hey, that D-line is bunched together, so he sees that opening. His first instinct was to run out of bounds, so he goes towards that sideline, and then he escapes one diving tackle, made the next Titans linebacker miss, then he gets to the sideline, then he says, hey, we've got two timeouts, so he cuts up field, and then at the six-yard line, he had two defensive backs, Tremaine Brock and LaShawn Sims, both whiff on him, one overshoots him with the tackle, one didn't tackle well at all, and then finally, the defensive lineman from earlier, Daquan Jones, he finally catches up to the play, but it was too late. Mahomes is like five yards deep into the end zone. Now, I don't know if the NFL had some death ray lasers that were zapping those Titans players to get Mahomes into the end zone and the Chiefs into the Super Bowl, but that was terrible tackling mixed with brilliant instincts and athletic ability by Patrick Mahomes. He scrambled for 64 yards on the play, which was officially a 27-yard run. He reached 16 miles per hour. 16 miles per hour from the best 
passing quarterback in football. So the best passing quarterback in the NFL is capable of runs like that. You just don't see that. We've never seen that. Yes, Patrick Mahomes has the weapons. Yes, he has Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid as his head coach and Eric Bieniemy calling plays for him. But this guy is absolutely indefensible. Considering what he can do with his arm, considering what he can do with his legs, considering what's around him, Patrick Mahomes right now is the most indefensible player in the NFL. That's not even a question. Making adjustments on Patrick Mahomes is an exercise in futility. It's rearranging the furniture on the Titanic. Your defense is going to sink. If you double guys, he's going to find the open guy. If you bring three, he's going to get it on the ground. How do you stop Patrick Mahomes? I mean, just look at this. The highest percentage of throws at or beyond the first down marker where the intended receiver was open, Patrick Mahomes, 74.6%. 74.6% of the time, he hits that guy. Fourth quarter, Chiefs, they're up 28-17. Mahomes scrambles to his left, moved to his right, got off balance slightly, and then finds Sammy Watkins, who was wide open behind Logan Ryan for the 60-yard touchdown. Swings it way down the field to Watkins! Sammy Watkins for the touchdown! So Patrick Mahomes was greatness, and he talked after the game how they brought the Lamar Hunt Trophy back Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, there's no words. Uh, to be here with my teammates, my coaches, everyone a part of this organization, and uh, most importantly, Chiefs Kingdom. Uh, we got to do it back at home. And uh, I just want to say, we brought, we brought the Lamar Hunt Trophy back home. And then Travis Kelsey, he was a mood after the game. He was hype. He was lit. It's he lit. was doing his best Gronk impression. You got to fight for your right to So the Chiefs are the beastie boys, but that offense, they're the beasting boys they've been beasting on opposing defenses for two weeks now and for the San Francisco 49ers there's going to be no sleep until Miami when they try to sabotage this Chiefs offense will they be able to do it I doubt it now the question is is Patrick Mahomes the future greatest of all time in the NFL everyone out there is saying he's the future GOAT yes that's possible but in my opinion if he wins this Super Bowl then he becomes the future GOAT. If he doesn't, I think all bets are off. I think he has to win this Super Bowl because, look, Dan Marino, he never got back. This Chiefs roster, they're loaded now. If he wins now, one, it can be the first of many Lombardi trophies for Patrick Mahomes, and then also, let's say he ever decides, maybe I want to go outside of Kansas City. You don't see too much player mobility from the quarterback position, but maybe Patrick Mahomes says, hey, I'm such a superstar, I should be playing in New York, I should be playing in LA, I should be playing in Dallas. You never know, maybe he'll consider that. Maybe he'll say, hey, once I sign that big deal, Kansas City's not going to be able to put free agent talent around me. I'm going to take up a lot of this salary cap. Maybe he goes to a market that no 
knows how to attract free agents. That's definitely something that could be possible. Patrick Mahomes, he's definitely on his way to being an iconic player, to being one of the game's great players that's ever laced him up. But he's got to take advantage of this Super Bowl. He's got to do it now. He's got to win that Super Bowl ring. Do it for Andy Reid. Do it for Kansas City. Trust me, I'm a big Patrick Mahomes fan. The only person in the world that's a bigger Patrick Mahomes fan than me is Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend. And I see everyone out there hating on Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend. Look, she's dating the best football player on earth. Give her a break. I think she's Mahomes' girl, okay? Leave her alone. Let her have her fun. And so the Titans were like, hey, we've got Derrick Henry. We've got the Hulk. And then the Chiefs were like, hey, we've got Patrick Mahomes. We've got Superman. And if he wins the Super Bowl in Miami, he's going to become the biggest superstar the NFL has ever seen. And we've got some breaking news here on the Get More Sports Podcast. Chandler Parsons' career in the NBA could be over due to severe injuries he sustained in a car accident last week. Last week, Chandler Parsons may have suffered career-ending injuries during last week's automobile accident that was allegedly caused by a drunk driver. The law firm Morgan & Morgan said Monday in a statement that Parsons suffered multiple severe and permanent injuries, including a traumatic brain injury, disc herniation, and a torn labrum. Parsons has been plagued by chronic knee injuries since signing a four-year $94.8 million deal with the Memphis Grizzlies in July of 2016, appearing in just 100 games in four seasons over that stretch. And Chandler Parsons has played in just five games this season with the Atlanta Hawks, averaging 2.8 points per game. In the statement, it read, Chandler is having a difficult time accepting the consequences of the defendant's reckless conduct on the roadway. Chandler was in peak physical condition at the time of the wreck. He is now working with a team of doctors to regain his health, and at this time, his ability to return to play is unclear. Our focus right now is on helping him make a full recovery while we also work to hold any and all responsible parties fully accountable. Now, the Hawks announced last Wednesday that Parsons had been placed in the NBA's concussion protocol after suffering a concussion and whiplash in the crash, but did not disclose any further details. The firm said the driver who caused the crash, who was not identified in the statement, was arrested and charged with DUI. The driver allegedly caused a three-car crash, including Parsons' vehicle, at approximately 2 p.m. Eastern time and admitted to drinking, according to the firm. Chandler was seriously injured in this crash, which should have never occurred. The at-fault driver created utter chaos on the roadway, needlessly endangering the lives of countless motorists. He now stands charged with DUI, admitted drinking, had alcohol in the car with him, passed out after causing a three-car crash at 2 p.m. on a Wednesday in a busy intersection, seriously injuring and potentially ending Mr. Parsons' career as a professional athlete. Now, according to the... Now, according to the accident report, the driver responsible for the crash reeked of booze and had a 7-Up bottle filled with alcohol, and the report says the driver was, quote, 
only able to answer one question coherently, and his eyes were glossy while at the scene. Now, Chandler Parsons at the scene told officers his neck, back, and head were injured, but did not wish to be transported to the hospital. He went to the team facility instead, and doctors reported he had a concussion and whiplash. So a very bizarre story, a potentially tragic ending to Chandler Parsons' career. Look, this guy, since signing that $94 million contract, he's had a bone bruise, he's had a torn meniscus, soreness in his knees. This guy hasn't been able to stay healthy, and that contract really has just been a cloud over him. Everyone on social media kind of dragging him down, saying that he was a bust with that contract. And if you look at it, it was some serious impact on his 2017 Rolls Royce. And it wasn't like he was out at night. Some people say, oh, nothing good happens after 10 o'clock. This occurred at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Just a terribly sad story about Chandler Parsons. Some reaction around the NBA. Patrick Beverly tweeted, praying for my brother Chandler Parsons. Get well soon, my G. Jamal Murray tweeted, sending prayers to Chandler Parsons. And then Alonzo Trier tweeted, keeping you in my prayers, Chandler Parsons, hoping for a full and healthy recovery, fast as possible, stay strong. So Chandler Parsons, what more can you say? It's just a terribly sad story. Hopefully he can find a way to get healthy. Hopefully this isn't season ending because you want to see him come back on the hardwood, have some good years for the Atlanta Hawks. Look, before he went down, before he started to suffer all these injuries, Chandler Parsons was one of the best marksmen in the NBA. So it's an absolute shame, an absolute travesty that his career could be done because of the stupidity of a drunk driver. There's no excuse for driving drunk. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. I don't care what you have to do. Do not get behind the wheel. And it looks like it could have cost someone their NBA career. So from everyone here at Get More Sports, get well soon, Chandler Parsons. Now, you know I'm going to touch on the Houston Astros cheating scandal. Look, for as much coverage as this story has received, I still think that it's being underreported on. Look, to me, this is the biggest story in sports right now. It should be wall-to-wall -wall coverage until we get to the bottom of it. Look, I know we have the commissioner's report, but I think there's some smoke with these buzzers. And this weekend, Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman, they addressed the media for the first time at the Astros Fan Fest. We're going to break down their comments and then we're going to talk about the new rumor that has to do with Justin Verlander's burner account. The word on the street is Justin Verlander may have a burner account. Look, Justin Verlander, this guy likes to chime in in all things baseball. Whenever something's going down, we always heard from Justin Verlander until the Astros got burned for the sign-stealing scandal, and then all of a sudden, he's gone quiet. Well, he might have a burner account. We're going to break that all down, but first, here's Jose Altuve's comments on the Astros cheating scandal. How do you move forward, you think? That's a good question. You know, I don't know how, but you got to move forward. We're going to stay together as a team. Uh, I haven't changed my opinion about my teammates. They're the best team I ever had, and like I said, we're going to stay together. We're going to hold our hands and move forward to next season. And then they asked Jose Altuve about the buzzers. Here's kind of yeah, that's yeah, that's ridiculous. You know, <clears throat> MLB did their investigation. They didn't find anything. 
you know, we all know that that you know some people made that up and like I said ML the best thing that happened to me was that MLB investigate that and you know they didn't find something. So I know it sounds crazy to think that a player would use a buzzer to steal signs but it was also crazy to think that they would use trash cans and cameras to steal signs for it to be as elaborate as it became so at this point I would believe absolutely anything when it comes to the Houston Astros. Just look at the way he ended that question. He looks away doesn't want to look the reporter in the eye it if you're lying, that's the kind of stuff you do. You look away. You don't want to make eye contact. That's what Jose Altuve did to answer that question. And then he talks about the Houston Astros next year. They, they want everything. They're a really good team. They deserve it, but we'll be in the worst series again. Maybe with them, maybe with another team. And you heard Jose Altuve. The Houston Astros are going to be playing in the World Series next year. That's according to him. Me, I don't think that's going to be the case. Would it be hilarious if the Astros were terrible next year? Would it be hilarious if they were the worst team in baseball, if they replaced the Orioles and they just had a terrible season? Altuve, Bregman, Correa, Springer. What if they all bat like 150, strike out, don't hit any more home runs? I mean, hey, they're not going to know when the curveball or the slider is coming. How will they bat next year? I think it's going to be a very interesting storyline to follow follow next year and then Alex Bregman chimed in Alex Bregman he had some thoughts really didn't get into it as much as Jose Altuve but here's Alex Bregman on the Astros cheating scandal um you know the commissioner the commissioner came out with a report MLB did their report and um, the Astros did what they did um meaning they made their decision on what they're going to do and um I know that Thoughts on it. Was the report accurate? Um, the commissioner made his report, and um, the Astros made their decision as well. Do you have any plans to address this? Um, the commissioner made his report. Now, all I've got to say is, wow, what happened to the cocky Alex Bregman? What happened to the smug Alex Bregman? Where did all the swag go? What happened to this Alex Bregman? Um, I don't know. I don't know what I was looking for. Maybe that pitch. The commissioners made his report. The Astros have made their decision. Apparently, those are the only words in the English language that Alex Bregman knows these days. And, hey, maybe we should speak his language. Maybe we should communicate with him via trash can or buzzer. Maybe that would be a better way to communicate with Alex Bregman. But by the look in his eye, he's communicating to me that he's guilty. Just look at him. Looking down. Won't look reporters in the eye. He had to bring two young players with him, Jordan Alvarez was right next to him. He couldn't do the interview alone. I think Alex Bregman is clear as day how guilty he looks right here. And it just keeps getting worse for the Houston Astros because now today the rumor is that Justin Verlander has a burner account. A Twitter user by the name of Jonathan12345 responding to a tweet, tell the commissioner to be a man and do something. He responds with, the pitchers had nothing to do with this. Justin Verlander was a Cy Young winner. People calling the Astros cheaters need to take the pitchers out of it. And then responding to a user, Kyle NYY, who says, 
Several star players have now chimed in on the Astros cheating. We've heard nothing from Altuve, Bregman, Springer, etc. If someone were falsely accusing you of something as ridiculous as buzzers, shouldn't you at least say, aren't you guys getting carried away now? And then Jonathan12345 responds, they won't speak out even though their actions put the Astros pitchers in such a bad situation. They did nothing wrong, and now we'll have to answer the questions. And then the score tweeted, Justin Verlander wants MLB to crack down on sign stealing. This was back in 2017, and then a few days ago, Jonathan12345 responded with, Everyone commenting on this needs to understand that one guy cannot stop an entire cheating system, especially when he arrived after it started. New team and teammates. He's supposed to speak up to those guys? And then the user Chris McCoskey says, I can't help wondering how Justin Verlander is taking all this. The guy has been one of the most vigilant and vocal proponents of a level playing field in baseball. He detests all forms of cheating. Now his championship ring is tainted by the Astros' sign-stealing scandal. And then Jonathan12345 responds to that with, Justin earned that ring by pitching his heart out in the regular season and postseason. He obviously hates that the hitters did what they did, but that doesn't take away from everything that Justin put into that title run. Then he would go on to say, Justin wants to speak up but couldn't because the system was underway when he got there. One pitcher can't stop something that big when it's underway and the team is in that deep. People need to learn what is actually important in life. A couple of Astros, asterisk, asterisk, hitters, asterisk, asterisk, made a big mistake, but even that doesn't compare to some other professional athletes have done. And then a couple more. You all just want to take down everyone. Just focus on the guys who did wrong. The pitchers had nothing to do with this, so why would Cade comment? Your former manager did, though. And then one more from Jonathan. I don't think many Astros players, especially the pitchers, knew what was happening. People need to blame individuals, not the entire team. And then how about this one? Justin is still a major advocate for a clean game. He arrived and the system was in place. What was he supposed to do about it then? It's hard to route out our teammates and coaches. So I don't know if this was Justin Verlander, but Justin and Jonathan, one, two, three, four, five. This could be the work of Kate Upton. Maybe Kate Upton went to her man's defense. We'll never know, but that was very strange. I've heard that Dusty Baker, there's some rumors that Dusty Baker may be the next manager of the Houston Astros. I hope that's not the case, Dusty. Do not take that job. Don't touch that organization right now. I don't want to see that, but the Houston Astros scandal, I'm just saying it's not going anywhere anytime soon, and I'm right here to cover it all for you guys. But before we wrap, I want to hit you with the Get More Sports Fact of the Day. A Bay Area team has been in either a Super Bowl, World Series, NBA Finals, or Stanley Cup Final in each of the last nine years. From the Warriors to the 49ers to the Sharks to the Giants, lots of championship love up in the Bay Area. And it's MLK Day, so I'm going to hit you with an extra fact about MLK Day. After finishing his I Have a Dream speech, Martin Luther King handed the speech notes to a young George Raveling. George Raveling went on to coach Iowa and USC basketball. So that's who has the speech today. But that is going to do it. Thanks for rocking with us as always. See you guys Wednesday, and I'm out.